Has anyone ever heard a knock on their window? I mean, sure, most of you probably would say yes. It inevitably happens for some reason or another. Perhaps a tree limb hitting it in a storm, or an animal accidentally flying into it, or just weird neighborhood children playing pranks on you. My story is more chilling than that. I honestly can't find the best way to put these into words, but I'll do my best. I don't see names as an important thing, not for something like this. It's better no one tries to contact me or find out who exactly I am. All you need to know is that I am now 30 years old. I can tell you where I live or did live when it all started. It was in a rural countryside with a forest surrounding our old wooden house. I lived with my grandparents at the time who raised me up until I was 15. They're pretty much my entire world and always will be. My parents died when I was very young and I was never told the full story. They always said they didn't want to talk about it. I figured it was hard for them to replay the passing of their son and daughter-in-law. It was, from what I heard from another relative, a car crash that happened two months after my birth. When my grandparents learned of this, they were quick to adopt me as their own, to which I'm thankful for. One night, about a week after turning 15, I was laying in bed half asleep. That's when I heard a subtle knock on my bedroom window. I'm a very seclusive person by nature, and I don't know why. I've always had my door shut and locked, and my window tightly locked down with thick blinds covering it from the inside. The knock did startle me at first. Then I remember a tree limb that typically dangles close to my window. I figured it was simply getting blown by the wind and had reached far enough to scrape the window. I thought nothing much of it that night and slept pretty well. The next morning, my grandparents called me down for breakfast. I rushed down to some eggs, a piece of toast, grape jelly, and a piece of chocolate fudge, one of my favorite treats. I never mentioned the knocks to my grandparents. After finishing my breakfast, I did my normal routine. I cleaned up, got on the bus, went to school, came home, played games, and then got back into bed. The norm for most kids, I'm certain. The next night, same thing, knocks. This time, more than once and a bit louder. This admittedly freaked me out. Two nights in a row? The thing about this night is there was no wind outside, not the slightest whiff. For several months, the same thing happened almost every night. At this point, it did have me slightly on edge, as it really isn't a normal phenomenon. After that night, nothing further happened for at least four days. On the fourth night, things took a sudden turn for the horrific. I once again heard the knocks at my window, but this time, it wasn't just knocks. I heard something literally clawing at the window, almost as if it was trying to break inside. This caused me to panic and duck under the covers, but I soon realized that was stupid. If this thing gets in the house, it will most certainly notice the figure under the covers. I remember my bed is rather tall and heavy and has thick sheets that dangle all the way down the side to the floor. I quietly and quickly made my way under the bed and hid. I stayed down there for what felt like minutes on end, waiting for something to happen. 
Nothing did. I heard nothing but a very subtle creaking of the house. Finally, something broke the silence. The window in my room broke with a loud shattering sound, glass spraying all over my bed. I very nearly screamed at a sudden shock, but I covered my mouth before anything could escape. Silence once again. Moments later, I hear the thud of a foot slam onto my wood floor. And then I heard something mumbling. I couldn't tell what was being said, but I could have sworn that it was saying my name over and over and over. At this point, it was literally a repeating record, but as it vanished down the hallway, I heard something else. Another thud in my room, as the same thing happened again. Only this time, the voice was far deeper. It sounded very masculine to the last one. It paid my bed no mind as I scattered out of the room. I stayed under my bed all night, too afraid to come out. By the time morning came around, the house was silent as a field on a moonless night. I slowly crept out from under my bed and stood up, looking at my window and the damage. It was alarming, but not as alarming as the massive human-shaped footprints. I didn't know how to respond. My mouth hung open in pure horror as I saw the scale of them and the fact that they had claws on them too. Judging by the scale of the footprints, the height of the creatures would have to be at least 10 feet. I slowly made my way out of the room, following the tracks. I paused for a second and looked up. The trail entered my grandparents' room. My heart froze with a deep dread. I forced myself to continue forward and made it into the doorway. What I saw next is stabbed into my memories even to this day, 15 years later. My grandparents' heads were severed, clean off their necks, and placed on the bed. Their mouths hung wide and their eyes wider in pure horror as blood was piled on the beds from them bleeding out. Their bodies were nowhere to be found. I screamed at the top of my lungs and bolted down the stairs. I ran a full mile to the nearest neighbor's house and banged on the door as hard and fast as I could, bawling my eyes out in the process. Angela, our neighborhood chicken raiser, opened the door and I fell into her arms, sobbing like an eight-year-old to which she just held me in confusion, but also trying to comfort me. Calm down, sweetie. Tell Angela what happened. She said hushed, trying to calm me down. He- heads, I stuttered, screaming out, pointing to my house. She comforted me and got us both into her car and drove back to my house. I begged her to just drive away and not go in there, but she refused to listen. She ran inside, and not long after I heard a scream from her too. She rushed back out and called the police explain over the phone what she saw. Within three minutes, four police cars and a SWAT team were at her house. I remember them trying to question, but I couldn't speak for a while to save my life. I kept bawling my eyes out in Angela's arms. The cops understandably tried to keep me calm as a SWAT team tore apart the house. After a while, I told them what happened. One of the SWAT members looked at me and said, you need to come with us. Now, I was literally pulled by my arm by the same SWAT member and Angela screaming, trying to stop them from taking me as I reached out to her crying. I was sedated as soon as I got into the SWAT car, but before I was, I heard gunshots and someone dying. 
I woke up several days later in a military institution, surrounded by armed troops and an older, high-ranking officer. What's your name, son? She said. To which I responded, Why? To which she looked at me, square in the eyes, and told me, You're being hunted by something, and we have you safely secured in our installation. No! I screamed. I want to go home. To which she spoke, calming me down instantly somehow. Son, your grandparents are dead, and no one remains in your old neighborhood to protect you. You're under my protection now. I promise you, nothing's going to happen to you. From that day forward, I lived a sheltered, spoiled life. For another five years, I almost completely forgot about what happened. I was now 20 years old. During this time, I was taught to fight and given the rights to bear arms at any time for my protection. It was now December 3rd, and I had turned in after a long day's work. My eyes shot wide open, and I slowly looked down towards the window, which was covered from the inside, in the house made entirely of metal and concrete. I quickly got up, grabbed my gun, and ran to my adoptive mother's room to find the window broken and yet another bloody head on the bed. Just like five years ago, I didn't scream this time, but I decided to do something more drastic. I hid all the evidence that she had even died, changed my name and alias, moved away and completely went off the radar. I adopted a new life, everyone believing I was a secret agent or something. On the side, I did some research and looked into the death of my own parents. I found a lead that pointed it to not being a car crash but something far sinister. They went missing in the woods with no trace and were never seen again while on a camping trip 30 miles from my grandparents' house. This made my blood run cold. I looked deeper into the classified files. Things like a skinwalker were mentioned numerous times and things got so dark about them that I eventually stopped looking. I knew if I kept it up, the government would learn of me intruding on high classified documents. I'm now 30 years old. I have a wife, three kids, and live in another country. I speak another language now, entirely. And we have lived good for the last few years now, but something happened last night that gives me a pause. The ever so tender taps on my bedroom window 